0: Hello, and welcome to the Turbulent World of Middle East Soccer, or Mid-East Soccer Podcast. I'm your host, James Dorsey. Nadatul Ulama, arguably the world's only Muslim mass movement, propagating a genuinely moderate and pluralistic form of Islam, has forged an unlikely, albeit temporary, alliance with the Saudi-controlled Muslim World League. The League is Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman's chief propagator of a socially less restrictive but autocratic interpretation of the faith that demands absolute obedience to the ruler. In a bold but risky strategy, Nadatul Ulama, the world's largest Muslim civil society movement with 90 million followers in Indonesia, the world's largest Muslim majority country and democracy hopes that the alliance will undercut Saudi and League support for an Indonesian political party associated with the Muslim Brotherhood, the Prosperous Justice Party, or PKS. Against all odds, Nadatul Ulama also envisions its humanitarian Islam philosophy rubbing off on the League as a result of cooperation with the Indonesian group. The philosophy embraces religious and political pluralism, unambiguously endorses the universal declaration of human rights, and advocates reform of what it terms obsolete elements of Islamic jurisprudence. Persuading the League to endorse a generally moderate form of Islam would have enormous significance it would lend the prestige of the custodian of Islam's two holiest cities, Mecca and Medina, to Nahdlatul Ulama's effort to reform Islam. That, however, is a long shot, if not pie in the sky. More likely, the League sees reputational benefit in its association with Nahdlatul Ulama. The League also probably hopes to co-opt the Indonesian movement, to prevent it from becoming a serious competitor for hearts and minds in the Muslim world. Neither group may succeed in fulfilling its aspirations. Nada ulama has a century-long history of fiercely defending its independence and charting its moderation course. At the same time, there is little reason to believe that the League can embrace anything but what Mr. bin Salman authorizes. If the last two months provide an indication, Mr. bin Salman and his loyal lieutenant, League Secretary General Mohammed al Isa, can at best be expected to pay lip service to humanitarian Islam opportunistically. Moreover, the kingdom has long demonstrated its determination often in cooperation with the United Arab Emirates to stymie across the Middle East endeavors for political change. Most recently Saudi Arabia sentenced two women to respectively 34 and 45 years in prison for tweets that allegedly caused public unrest and destabilize civil and national security and tear Saudi Arabia's social fabric. Last week, a Saudi court committed to death row three members of the Hawaitat tribe that was forcibly ejected to make way for Mr. bin Salman's $500 billion science fiction neon megacity on the Red Sea. The three men had resisted the ejection. Adding fuel to the fire, Mr. bin Salman reportedly appointed Awad bin Ali bin Ayad al Maishar al Achmari a detective involved in the cover-up of the killing of journalist Jamal Khashoggi as president of the kingdom's counter-terrorism court that handed down the recent harsh verdicts. Moreover, Saudi Arabia has interpreted freedom of religion as interfaith dialogue that does not stray beyond lofty statements and high-profile meetings and conferences rather than lifting a ban on non-Muslim houses of worship in the kingdom. To be sure, Mr. Bin Salman has curbed the authority of the religious police, enhanced women's rights and opportunities and enabled Western style entertainment, but that did not entail religious reform. Instead, it amounted to long overdue social change by decree. As a result, Nadatul Ulama stands a better chance in loosening the ties between the League and the PKS than persuading Mr. bin Salman that in addition to social change, genuine religious reform and good governance should be the legs of his effort to diversify the Saudi economy. One litmus test of the League's relationship with Nadatul Ulama will be whether Hidayat Nur Wahid, a PKS luminary, remains a member of the League Supreme Council. Mr. Wahid accompanied Mr. Al Issa in 2020 to the Secretary General's initial meeting with Tul Ulama, the first in the League's 60 year history. Yet he refused to join Mr. Ali Issa in 2020 on his historic visit at the head of a delegation of Muslim scholars to Auschwitz, the Nazi determination camp. To be fair, Naharatul Ulama, while virulently opposed to political Islam, has demonstrated its democratic credentials by confronting the PKS politically, but not disputing its right to compete in free and fair elections, or being politically active within the legal confines of Indonesian democracy. Sacrificing the PKS is a small price for the League to pay, for what Nadatul Ulama offers. The association has already paid off with no public indication that the League has met any of Nadatul Ulama's aspirations. Instead, the League has milked its partnership with Nadatul Ulama for what it is worth on social media. As the convener of the Religion Forum 20, a newly created official Group of 20 engagement group, Nadatul Ulama has invited the League to co-host this year's Summit of Religious Leaders in Bali in advance of a meeting of leaders of the G20 that groups the world's largest economies. Indonesia is this year's chairman of the group. The Faith Summit aims to help ensure that religion in the 21st century functions as a genuine and dynamic source of solutions rather than problems. Add to that Nadatul Ulama's recognition of the League as a non-governmental organization, even though it is a wholly government-controlled and primarily government-funded entity. The invitation was in recognition of the League's break with its past as a major vehicle in the global spread of Saudi ultra-conservatism before the rise of Mr. Bin Salman in 2015. The invitation also followed an approach by the Saudi government to its Indonesian counterparts, requesting that the League have a platform at the R20. The approach stroked with dynamics in the Indonesian government. There was a sort of feedback loop. In the end, Nadatul ulama and the government reinforced each other said a well-placed source. Nadatul Ulama's National Awakening Party, PKB, has five ministers in Indonesian President Joko Widodo's government, including Yakut Cholil Kumas, the Religious Affairs Minister, and a brother of the movement's general chairman, Yahya Cholil Stakuf. Mr. Widodo has embraced Nadatul Ulama's push for a genuinely moderate Islam, but at the same time, has been willing to legitimize Saudi and Emirati efforts aimed at ensuring that moderation does not entail political liberalization. In contrast to Nadatul Ulama, the two Gulf states have steered clear of anchoring social change in jurisprudential reform of Islamic law. The alliance with the League spotlights Nadatul Ulama's difficulty balancing its domestic objectives with its effort to position itself internationally as the voice of a generally socially and religiously pluralistic and tolerant Islam. Partnering with the League in the hope it will pay more than a domestic political dividend entails reputational risk with the Kingdom's troubled human rights and freedom of religion track record potentially again, moving center stage due to increasingly strained US Saudi relations nada tululoma deserves credit for what is a daring strategy the question is whether the group could have secured the domestic dividend without legitimizing an autocratic toolkit and whether the reputational risk will prove worthwhile thank you for joining me today i hope you enjoyed the podcast also Thank you to all who have demonstrated their appreciation for my column by becoming paid subscribers. This allows me to ensure that it continues to have maximum impact. Maintaining free distribution means that news websites, blogs, and newsletters across the globe can republish it. I launched my column 12 years ago. If you are able and willing to support the column, please become a paid subscriber by clicking on Substack on the subscription button at www.jamesmdorsey.substack.com and choosing one of the subscription options. Please join me for my next podcast in the coming days. Thank you, take care, and best wishes.